Welcome back and hello. It's prelim final week. Prelim finals week. Real men don't wear sleep, long sleeves. Rose and Erin in the house. Here we go. Here we go. Coming up on the third quarter of Melbourne vs. Long, which sadly is not only the most boring finals game so far, but in fact the most boring game of the home and away season um, from start to finish. Melbourne are absolutely dominating Geelong. Doesn't appear to be slowing down at any stage. Um, we all thought this was going to be fun and um, we're sadly disappointed that we want our money back. Yeah, but I am glad Geelong got the two goals before um, half-time that I was hoping they would get. Oh, you did predict exactly that. Yeah, but... They weren't, it's not as though they were unanswered goals, so there's that yeah. aspect, I suppose. I feel like we were so on fire. Oh, oh Ben Brown! Oh. No, it's been paid. Oh, good. I love that Ben Brown just is who he is, unapologetically. Yeah. With his he's silly little run-up, and his, his silly little run-up, he's just so silly, but he just loves it. And, it works a and he's just above the bullies. He is above the bullies. And he shows everyone that it's okay if you're bullied when you're little, because then you can grow up to be, you know kicking goals in a prelim final and also in life. Um, all right, well, the margin is back out to 35 <laughs> but points. most of all in life. <laughs> Speaking of kicking goals in life, Cozzy Pickett, we've got to bring it up. It's the elephant in the room. Straightened his hair. Straightened his hair for the prelim final. His gorgeous, gorgeous curls. I know, but it's so cute because it's like it was, you know, it's like the school disco. It's like, oh, God, look good for dressing up with the boys. Um, Did you watch the Melbourne game last week? Did he have straight hair then? No, Melbourne didn't play last week. Wah, wah, wah? Because it... Because of the prelim. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Close is never not wearing long sleeves to the point where I'm wondering, what's he hiding under those arms? Yeah, it's a warm night. It's a warm night. Why has he got the long sleeves on? And, and you know, you listeners, you know, I'll never begrudge anyone a long sleeves wear, but sometimes you do have to wonder, does the man have some form of skin disorder he's trying to hide? <laughs> Radigalia, come on, mate. Oh. <gasps> he's... Oh, I thought that was gone. I actually want Geelong to succeed because, you know, we want a bit of a close game. The last two games we've done in the final series have both been the really exciting games of the final series. And it's been a one-point scenario in each case. I know, Rosie. I was there. I was there for every minute of it. Yeah. Um, I do, yeah, I said earlier, I don't want to find myself going for Geelong. It's just the power of the narrative is so strong. Like, even within, like, obviously Melbourne have the overarching narrative of the season, but now that Geelong have been so behind so early, they've got the uh, the, the, uh, the narrative of yeah. this game. Yeah, and it's like people want them to have a comeback. Oh, oh scrap and it's not. I just scrap in the goal square. It's like how when I was reading Harry Potter when I was a kid, I used to find myself feeling like, and I used to feel really guilty about this, but I'd be like, oh, like poor Voldemort, because like everyone was with Harry. Yeah. It's like you just want to go for the team that you feel like a. Done. Well, I guess that's the, un- that's the definition of an underdog. I mean, I Voldemort wasn't Voldemort an underdog. Voldemort was but, an underdog, though. But you know what I mean? It's like, you're like, oh, like everyone's against him. I mean, I know he was like a mass murderer. <laughs> Probably a bad example. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, you, you just... Like, when they're winning by so much like this, it's just like, oh, no one wants to see that. Yeah. Even though going to this it's game, like I wanted to win. It's like you've earned the win, but let's see a challenge. Yeah, yeah. For Geelong's sake, but also for the sake of entertainment. Also, and the sake of the game, if you will. <gasps> God, Petrarca's been fucking good. Oh. Belly Fritch. Petrarca to Bailey Fritch. Belly Fritch, short, significantly shorter oh. hair. Oh my God, Joel Selwood's trying to start a fight. What? That is... No, no, against Joel Selwood. Oh. Wow, the dynasty really is crumbling before our eyes. When Joel Selwood is not only getting a free kick paid against him, but he's getting a 50 metres paid against him, that's when you know the Geelong dynasty is over. But what did he do? Lucky it he was just, a 50 metre because that ball went flying <laughs> sideways. It's 40 points. Joel Selwood just realised that he's never going to win another premiership. That's what he just realised in that moment. Yeah, that. he's got a couple. He's only got one. Oh, no, he's got two. Three? Yeah, he was How in 2007. Yeah, because he debuted the same year as Boak. So he would have played in... Because Boak also played into the 2007 Grand Final. So they went 2007, 2009... Nine, nine and, and 11. 11. Whoa! Oh, look at him. Biannual. Look at him. He's squaring at the screen. You know what's so stupid? What's that? Biannual can mean every six months or every two years. And it's like, you actually needed a second word. Because you know in America they don't say fortnight. They say they bi-week. They say bi-week. Well, it's the same thing. I know. And it's crazy. It makes no sense. Two very, very different spaces of time. Oh, oh this is... So- Whoa, is that Whoa. a goal? 
That's a fucking wow, that incredible goal. Gold, gorgeous, streaked through the middle of the ground and then kicked a goal from outside the 50 meter arc and it I've, went straight through the pot. That was like a spear ejaculating from his foot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> When we watch, watch a replay of that goal, tell me there's another way to describe that <laughs> than what just happened. He he absolutely tore up the midfield, launched from seventy. Oh, Cam Guthrie can't believe it. Can't get off the ground because he's still in shock from what just he we just witnessed. Uh oh, the wheels. Watch this. Watch this. The wheels are falling watch off. This. Watch um, this. Watch this. No, but I saw it the first time. I too. know, but watch it again from this okay. angle. Whoop, 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 whoop. Bang. Bada bing, bada boom, boosh da boom. I um remember one of the things we were going to talk about. Oh yeah, which was the commentary team that's been elected for the season. Oh, was that one? And yeah, we've got no BT, we've got no JB. I don't care got... for JB, and I don't care for okay, BT. Okay, who's yours? We've got no Luke Darcy, we've got no Richo. Luke Darcy, you must be taking the piss. We've got no Daisy. Oh my Pierce. god, Melbourne just kicked another goal. What the fuck? This is. So cringe. Instead, we've been insulted with the likes of Hamish McLaughlin, someone whose name I don't even know, Wayne fucking Carey, Eddie Maguire, Sorry. and, well, Nick Rick, well, Josh I like Brown, we, uh, we, we love them. <laughs> Sorry, I just need to point out that it's crazy that Tom McDonald and Ben Brown, the two key forwards in number 25 and 50, because you get one of two of Tom McDonald makes Ben Brown. Yeah, this is incredible. Like, also accurate to the um, their talent level. No. Oh yeah. So you're pro Ben Brown. You'd need two Tom McDonalds to make yeah. a Ben Brown. It, they've just kicked three goals in three minutes and um, wrapped up the grand final. As far as I'm concerned, how are we going to watch this for another the quarter grand and a half? Final. How are we supposed to watch this demolition for another forty-five minutes of football? It's so cringe. This is. Do you remember um, the semi-final last year, the Collingwood one? Uh, yes. How was that? We kicked one goal. Hang on. You mean the one where you won by one point? No, that was the the elimination final. Right. It was like five versus eight or something. Okay, then no, I don't remember. Please enlighten me. It's crazy that Collingwood were in the finals last year. Yeah. Well, I feel like, well, because we we were ejected from the finals in such... Ejaculated from the finals in such <laughs> incredible fashion. This really is the word of the day. <laughs> That, um, Sometimes there's just no other word that can go in its place. At halftime, the score was like 60 to 7 or something like and that. And who were we playing? Geelong. Oh, and they won by a lot. Yeah. Oh. Up My, until the fourth quarter, we'd only kicked 11 points. That is so cringe. Yeah, it was really cringe. My prediction for this game is that um, in great karmic retribution, Geelong will lose by 119 points and then this will haunt their dynasty for years to come just as the 119 point loss did to Port in the 2007 Grand Final. What happened in that Grand Final? Oh, let's not. We don't need to talk about that. Oh, no, I was just asking you. We just couldn't. We were down like, oh, I don't want to. This is actually the second time this has come up today and I just prefer not to get Well, I don't it. remember the game. We just got absolute. Geelong were just so, so good. But, like, they were so much better than every team all year. There was no way they were not going to win, but it was just like... But I thought even... you said that you'd beaten them in that final series. We did, and Dom Cassisi... It wasn't in the finals. It was the last game of the home and away. Oh. Dom Cassisi kicked the winning goal, the glorious, most glorious moment of both his and my lives, um, <laughs> still to this day. More true for him than for me. Oh! Oh, Petrarca kicks... Oh, I don't even like... What, what can one even say about a game such as this? That it seems pretty likely that Melbourne are going to win. Scores 84-32. to Five minutes into the third quarter. Wow, look how much bigger his kicking leg is than his like his preferred yeah, kicking leg is than his own that's one. That's crazy. He's got two little drumsticks, little patraki. What are they? Little sprinkle a little bit of barbecue seasoning on there. Chuck what? him on the barbecue. <laughs> he is so hot, isn't he? What I'm thinking what about this... What the fuck? What I'm thinking is, though, what I'm worried about is that um, if Port... Like, we can assume that Port, if they beat Bulldogs, it's definitely not going to be in this fashion. So they'll be probably Port tired. Port like a team that... Well, um, actually, that's not true. But it doesn't feel always, like, ruthless when it's Port. No, no. But my point being is, like, if... When Port, they win by a lot. We feel like we're assuming Port versus Bulldogs is going to be, like, a big... Is, like, a battle. And so Port will be... If Port win, they'll be tired going into the GF. But Melbourne will have come off this bloody training drill. So they'll be... I mean, we're not going to... No one... Like, looking at this, it's like no one can beat Melbourne. It appears that way. 
and they've got the narrative, my favourite word. They've got the narrative behind them. They've got Simon Goodwin and his big, big, deep, deep eyes. What? Um, they've got Christian Petrarca's drumsticks. <laughs> they've got Jack Viney and his, his groomsman, Ollie Wines, in a tete-a-tete. They've got... They've got Max Gorn and his best friend, Hamish Blake, Australia's, you know, Australia's favourite couple. Oh, my God. This is so cringe. It's, Max Gorn's just kicked another one. Max Gorn's off the chain. He really is off the chain. He kicks like three goals. Yeah. Rockman don't do that. Oh my god, they've nearly kicked 100 points and it's so early in the game. Imagine if you're a Melbourne a Melbourne player, sorry. You'd gone to bed last night so nervous, so in anticipation being like what's what's tomorrow going to hold. You'd be like this is a dream. Well, do you remember this their going last it's going so to plan. Preliminary final West Coast did this to them in 2018. Yeah. And they were shaken. And then they bottomed out. Yeah. It's crazy how one I know. finals game can just... Like, same as Paul, how we were just talking about. Yeah. And probably also similar to Collingwood there yeah. last year. Yeah. It's just like... And Crows Can in crush a team so convincingly. Yeah, and Crows in 27, it's like all the same players, yeah. more or less. It's a psychological impact. You can't, you know, underestimate how... Like, I guarantee you Geelong will never play finals again for the next five years after this loss. <laughs> Whoa! Quite a, one of the you know large, one of my larger calls ever, but I'm I'm gonna stick by it. I'd be alright with that. Geelong have been in so many finals. Yeah. And we were saying earlier tonight how it's like a shame for them that they actually only won the grand final in 2011 because they've been around the mark for so long. Yeah, they've because if you think about it, Joel Selwood's played in 11 prelims. Well, hang on, that can't be right. So since 20 since 2007, so in the last 14 years. To have won three out of 14, but have been in 12, like, I can't do maths. Basically, what? They like, said he's won five and lost five, and this is his 11th. But the proportion of success versus, like, because you, you imagine, like, the window of opportunity to win a premiership is fairly, you wouldn't imagine it stretches to 15 years. No. And if it does stretch for, to 15 years, you hope you'd win more than three. Yeah. So it's like they haven't maximised on the opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. Melbourne are just so fucking good. I've got nothing else to say. Benny? Oh. I remember, though, that Port didn't beat... Like, Port recovered, but they just still couldn't beat Geelong for so much longer than when they were back back on the horse. I mean... Oh, you're oh my God! Gorn just kicked a fourth goal. He was lying on the ground when he kicked it. How did he even kick that? Max Gorn is... I feel like he, at the end of this game, he's gonna get. There's gonna be like a UFO that takes him up to heaven and crowns him an angel next to the Holy Father, because of the way he's playing. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> that, how do you even do I that? Straight out of the that hypothesis to take on such a <laughs> theological standpoint of the UFO. Do you know what makes me happy? And this is probably not what anyone else cares about. But Simon Goodwin, senior coach, Mark Choco Williams, who would have been coaching against him when he was Adelaide Crows great and Mark Choco Williams was the coach of Port. They've come together to form an incredible premiership winning coaching combination. Yeah. And it makes me happy and they keep showing them together on the bench and I'm like, that's what I like to see. I like that. <laughs> 32 I'm gonna get to some 96. Ice. Do you want some? They're, they're triple the score, exactly triple the score. Oh, that's nice. That's, Ooh, that's so, nice. oh, 15-6 to 5-2, my oh, brain. Oh, even the ratio of goals to behind. Yeah, that is, my brain has never been so satisfied. Luke Jackson for the clearance. Palms it off, here we go. They actually could lose by 119 points. Ma! Oh Max Gorn again! Max Gorn is going to get five. Max Gorn is lining up for his fifth goal in this quarter, it feels like. I wonder if he knows that his life will never get better than this. Yeah. How do you, but how do you live that moment? Like, how do you, you're playing this game. This is, this, I mean, unless, I mean. And he's so important week in, week out. So at what point does it tip into, I am Four in the quarter. It's not only is it four in the quarter, it's four in 10 minutes. But it's like, like, you'd feel like, oh, Gary Lyon. Why do I care about him? (laughs) (laughs) You've been so brainwashed. I have truly been Fox footy brainwashed. Max Gorn kicks another one. Wow. This is. I, this is truly what feels like an unprecedented ten events, and I think you don't want ice cream. I'll be right back. Look at Chris Scott. Look at Chris Scott. He's helpless. He's helpless. He didn't even look. I thought he would look so angry, but he just looks bereft of all emotion. That's what's annoying about Chris Scott, actually. 
because he like acts like he's above it all. When yeah. It's like, and it, and we've all seen you be a crazy person. Yeah. Um, and be so emotional. This is fucking crazy. In so many scenarios, which is totally okay. But then when it's a devastating loss, he's all like, well, the umpires will do what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, he acts like he doesn't care. How do you lift your team up when that's what's being thrown at you? Yeah. It's like, fuck you, Chris Scott. You're not getting away with it this time. This is like the best. I know I said this recently about Aaliyah Aaliyah, but this feels like the best individual performance of a footballer in a quarter of all time. Imagine if, if, oh, wow, everything's collapsing. Paddy Dangerfield's pretending to be injured so that he has an excuse for why he's playing so Ooh. shit. Oh, did you see how far he fell then? Actually, yeah, it does, it, like, it does um, look like he's hurt himself. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Are you someone who likes to make ice cream into a soup? No, I hate that more than anything on this earth. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, Melbourne is so good. I just can't take my eyes away. I thought that all I cared about was ice cream soup. But then, as it turns out, I turned this flavour into an ice cream soup. And for the first time in a long time, I realised the soup isn't for every flavour. What flavour is it? White chocolate and raspberry. You want a spoon? Oh, yuck, no. Yeah, it sucks because the connoisseur was on special for $5. That is crazy. All the flavours. But I'm still not eating gluten, so I couldn't get any of the fun flavours like cookies and cream, uh. fudge brownie with double chalk, all these incredible flavours, and this was basically the only one I could get. I'm so far off of boysenberry, but I'm, I couldn't be less boysenberry if I tried. I'm not really a boysenberry person either, but I just got excited about the concert special, you know? Mm. Happens to all of us, I'm sure. So, if you're Ken Hinckley right now, and you're putting together your master plan, what are you thinking watching this game? Well, I guess, you know, I know what Ken... Oh, Benny! 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 Oh, 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 Benny! Oh, I should have dribbled it, mate. Um, if I were Ken Hinckley... I wouldn't be watching this I was game. about to say, Maybe do you know, girl. I know Ken Hinckley well I'd enough to know exactly what he'd say. This is what Ken Hinckley would say. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not thinking far, that far ahead. Thanks, mate. I'm, I'm actually just thinking about this week. And we, we go one game at a time and we're pleased with, you know, we, we know that we can put it up to the best of the teams if we, we play well. Well, so he should because I think it's going to be a really tough game tomorrow night. I'm so nervous. I've been, I've been you know, when you do that thing, like in It's Always Sunny where D kind of vomits in her mouth? Yeah. But I've been doing that, but like not even on purpose as a joke. Like it just sort of has been happening when I think about the game tomorrow. Oh, huge news. Erin, the worst case scenario, you lose. And actually, do you know what? That could be best case scenario. Because, allow me to continue. Uh-huh. Huge news, we're going to have a live grand final Real Man correspondent. Statman and I will be travelling to Perth as live um, correspondents doing the pod investigative journalism from the sidelines. Mm. Um, but the point being that if Port are in it and they play Melbourne and they lose, like, or if we just go to Melbourne to watch Port and we'll be just so nervous that we won't be able to have any fun. Whereas if Port, if Port aren't in it, it'll be like a fun weekend. But if Port are in it and they win, it'll be the best of my life. Oh, Cozzy! Oh, oh Cozzy. This is, this is Keep beyond. from the goal square. There's... It's now 109 to 32, so it is looking very likely to be 100 point. Belting. There's, there's. I need to repeat this loudly and clearly to the podcast listeners. There is seven and a half minutes to go in the third quarter of the preliminary so final. Drunk moonshine belting. Exactly. Couldn't have put it better, and wouldn't have wouldn't have put it better. And Cosy straightened his hair to look good, and he's so cute. It's a big game. This is. I just don't even. I've run out of things to say. It's like his hair looks like a bird's nest. We're gonna be honest. That's rude, Rose. So if this was the grand final, who would win the Norm Smith? Obviously, that's gone. Was stupid question. I'm just trying to create some. I'm just trying to you know get something interesting happening because there's there's absolutely nothing interesting happening on our TV beyond watching watching poultry in motion. That is Melbourne, Um, but it doesn't translate to good podcast listening. When was the last? Also, we've never spoken about the podcast. The absolute bombshell that you dropped on me earlier that I didn't even know about, about Tom Hawkins belting Gary Rowan, Gary Rowan with a belt. Okay, I need to um, confirm that's not the story I told. Rose has grossly exaggerated. The story I told was that Tom Hawkins punched Gary Rowan in the face when he cheated on his wife. Oh, Max gone. I didn't know that Gary Rowan did this. Yeah, you can you dog. can Google it. It's like one of those. It's on the. It's in the news. The last I heard of Tom Gary Rowan's personal life was that he had twins, one of which was still born with his wife, and they were devastated. And uh, are you sure you're not thinking of Ben Brown? Yeah, I, ben I am Brown. sure. 
oh, well, oh, that, that you're right, because that is an added element to the story because that was the whole thing. It was like she was still grieving that and then he like left her for this physio. No. Or at least that's allegedly. I must specify allegedly. So uh, mm-hmm. pretty glad I'm not a Geelong supporter right now. <laughs> Do you know what? You know what? I hate I hate to let this little revenge slot come out, but this is for 15 years of being tortured about losing by 119 points. You get to lose by 100 points in a final too. Yeah, you little shit brains. See how it feels, you little shit brains. But it's not a grand final. Thanks, Rose. <laughs> so Stephen May's out. They've subbed him out. He was injured in the first quarter. They kept him on even though they were winning and now they're 100 points up, they've subbed him out. So the question is going to be, will he get up for the GF when he's clearly done his hamstring? I mean, he played on for another quarter, mm. so you imagine it's going to, have, it's going to be okay. Fit. But you, you imagine if it was like bad, they wouldn't have risked playing him for another quarter. But I guess like they came out the blocks firing in the first quarter, Melbourne did. Yeah. Um, so it was like five goals to one. Five goals for the whole game isn't a big lead, so they probably weren't like, oh, we've yeah, got this true. under wraps. Like it was true. like, oh, can we maintain this? We'll keep Stephen around for a bit of height yeah. in the meantime. Oh, God. I feel so sad for Geelong. Just kidding, I don't at all, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> do you tell you who I do feel sad for is Nathan Jones? Yeah. But do you know what? There's every, every single year there's a, a heartbreak story related to the grand final. Well, because you assume that Melbourne won't be changing their team. Although, with Stephen May in question. Yeah. But it is just like, there's, you know, it's the Bob Mur- Obviously, Bob Murphy is the most high-profile heartbreak story of a grand final, but there's always one. Yeah. I'll tell you what I would really like to happen. Regardless of the outcome tomorrow night, which is Port's prelim for those listening, the, the, the Brownlow is on the night before my birthday, and I would just really like Ollie Wines to bring the, win the Brownlow. It's just not that hard. I'm a simple girl of, of simple pleasures. I don't think you'll win the brown. There's only a few things in this world that will make me, you know, that I need to be happy. And Ollie Wines wins the brown low. No, this is what I need. This is my ultimate outcome for this year. Ollie Wines wins the brown low. Jack Viney, his childhood best friend, who best man in his wedding, etc., etc. Jack Viney wins the Norm Smith. I think you need to be a different kind of midfielder to win the brown low, unfortunately. Well, He's... you're going to eat your dang words when he does win it. But it's never the the Rovers. Well, maybe not the Rovers isn't what I'm looking for. Well, it's then never what, the tough scrimmage But then Rose, always, why is he the short price favourite? I don't know. Because everyone because disagrees with you. Because going to win. Well, but anyway, the point being, imagine that there's no love story in this world, like the love story of Ollie Wines and Jack Viney. Childhood best friends grow up together in regional Victoria. They debut in the same game, their teams against each other in 2013, and then potentially could play in a grand, their first grand finals together next week or next fortnight, depending on how things go. But imagine, and, and then, you know, Ollie's the best man in, in Jack's wedding. Is Ollie Wines 26? Yeah. That doesn't feel right to but me. Then, um, then imagine... How old does he feel to you? He's... I, I was actually in the middle of a really powerful, beautiful sentence. Um, and then imagine if Ollie won the Brownlow and Jack won the Bra- Norm Smith in the same year. Is there a love story like that that you've ever heard of? Because there's definitely not one that I've ever heard of. Are you not speaking now because I called you out for interrupting me? No, I'm not speaking because I was trying to think of... The, I mean, it's nice. It's a nice football friendship. I wouldn't say it's the greatest love story I've ever heard, no. <laughs> I think I genuinely think it is. It's just like, what are the chances? That's so beautiful, you know? Friendship, brotherhood. Yeah. Love and Like lasting. I said, it's nice, yeah. What, what, what would make a better love story? Tell me where they could improve on it. Well, they're not in love, for starters. I'm, I, think I think what you'll find is actually they are. I think it's repressed. I mean, well, not repressed. Not repressed, but it's like they don't... Oh, my God, Gary Rowland's been subbed out. Bye. The wheels have well and truly fallen off. Sean Higgins. I can't believe... I actually feel... Oh, my God. Joel Selwood's just tried to assassinate Clayton Oliver. I can't believe we have to watch a whole other quarter of this. Yeah, I feel drained. Yeah, I can't... I don't think we I should have done do the it. first half. Yeah, but how could we have known? Yeah, it's true. Oh. No, after all the games, we were picking this last I month. know. We were really on the ball. Why don't, we'll, we'll do a break at three-quarter time. And mm. we'll reevaluate, you know, how we can spice this up a little bit. Well, we could revisit some of our old segments that have True. been long neglected. Yeah. That's such a good idea. What were they again? Oh, we'll, re- <laughs> <laughs> we'll revisit that at three quarter time. <laughs>
There's 26 seconds to go. Oh, Dangerfield's back. I feel like I can't even. It's just. It's not even like fun to watch to anymore. 32. I wonder how many people have just stopped watching because it's boring. Oh, this day it's so strange how it's like the fans are caged in. Like I don't like that you can see that whole cage. I feel like they should have decorated it somehow. Yeah. Why are they caged in? I think because everywhere's got a cage, but most of it's covered by advertising, whereas the Opera uh, Stadium like, puts everyone up. All right, well, that was one of the uh, most chaotic quarters of football I've ever seen in my life. That was crazy. Melbourne just scored 50 points to one point. That is, that is insane. To think half, 30, only 30 calendar minutes ago, they were like, Geelong can still win this year, 29 points in it, and now it's 76 points. 78 points, can't count. Big old margin. How, what's that? that? Yeah, 50 points to one. What in the freaking world? Mm. All right, let's take a break and, uh, you know, go lick our wounds, not unlike those Geelong cats. See. <laughs> We're back on. And in rage. Oh, there's never a comment that Eddie makes that we're not enraged. But by. that one was particularly. It was just so Eddie. He said, if I were a Melbourne supporter tonight, don't hesitate. That's not at all <laughs> what he said. He said, don't hesitate. No, he did not say get that. Out. He said, you want some advice, Melbourne fans? Get out the 1965 Grange. Gary Lyons in the rooms after the match. On what fucking planet, Eddie Maguire? Can one just nip down to the cellar and grab out a 1965 Grange that's not you and the 100 people in your immediate circle? Well, actually, now that it's being said, maybe it's a, a lot of Melbourne play fans. on the, yeah. the hoity-toity yeah. uh, reputation of yeah, that's true. the Melbourne. They do have that, don't they? Honestly, I want Max Gorn to kick another three. Uh, wouldn't that be something? It just What a captain. What a captain's performance. Okay, so um, we, we've ha- we've tossed some ideas around of a uh, way way to keep this last twenty minutes of football in which Geelong are leaving their are guts. Dead. Yeah, their guts are being strewn all over up the stadium. How we can keep that interesting for our podcast listeners? The fans wrote in on Instagram and said, "Do or would you rather?" So um, that's what we're going to do. So would you like to start, Rose? Would you rather get punched by Tom Hawkins for? Leave your <laughs> um, okay, would you rather have dinner with Chris Scott or who's someone from Geelong we hate? Because Tom Hawkins as a player was so hateable, but now we found out that actually he's, he's an good. upstanding family man yeah. and not afraid of the uh, allegedly unbreakable football team bonds <sighs> in order to stand up for what he believes to be right. <sighs> And and also part of that which I feel like you've missed over is that he married his dad's best friend. He married his, the daughter of his dad's best friend. So it's like family, family, family. All right. Would you rather live with the hairstyle for a year of? Um, I just saw him. Bailey Fritch. Bailey Fritch. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> would you rather live with the hairstyle of Bailey Fritch for a year, or? Shanks that one. Sorry, gone. Max gone. So you have to apply a fake beard every day. Uh, do I have to shave my head? Yeah. I mean, like, Bailey Fritch, but... But we're... Oh, this is also assuming that Bailey Fritch puts in, I would say, at least half an hour of waxing every day. Well, how long does it take to apply a fake beard every day? And I'd have to shave <laughs> no, my head. No, it could just be one that you hook around your ears. <laughs> well, and I'd have to shave... Here he is again, speak of the devil with his fake beard that's hooked around... Imagine if at the end of the game he unhooked his beard. <laughs> He's about to kick. I called it. He's going to kick three more before this game's over. This is truly one of the all-time great captains, and I'm not afraid to say that right here, right now. Right here. I can't think of another captain like him in the last 20 years of football. Can you? And don't say Scott Pendlebury. Another captain like him. Who's just, like, carried his team so well. And not just in terms of, like, how good he... Oh, okay. I'll take it back because he just kicked that on the full. I'm sure there have been many other good captains. Um, okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, Max Gorn is no longer one. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go, Max Gorn. Um, okay, so my, I, would, I would be Bailey Fritch. Just because, like, I feel like you can... <laughs> Wearing a fake beard is a crazy thing. And also, like, if I had to shave my head every day, then I'd have to grow it back out again eventually. Okay, my, mine is, would you rather... I think you'd have to be Bailey Fritch in the end anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather have the kind of game that... Max Gorn is having tonight 
like iconic performance and then be in a car accident the next week that leads to quadriplegic <laughs> or or um wow can't really find something to match that one uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty devastating fate or um would you rather um that or Lockie Neal gets traded to Fremantle and um the plane crashes on the way there uh Lockie Neal, because the first one you said it was me that was becoming the paraplegic. Oh, but in, in the second one you are Lockie Neal and your plane crashes on the way to Fremantle. Oh, uh, then the plane crash still, because I think I would really struggle to live as a paraplegic, let alone someone whose life, uh, such a big aspect of their life, centres around, like, you know, their career is their body. Yeah, but what if you die in the plane crash? Well, yeah, I'm saying I would Oh, you'd rather die, die. yeah, okay. And also, I just feel really superstitious right now, so I'm going to touch wood that Max Gorn isn't in a car accident next week. Yeah. Let's do another more light-hearted would you rather. Yeah, that was really dark. <laughs> <laughs> would, you la- would you rather lose, make it to a grand final and lose by 119 points, or... You know, you said you didn't want to talk about this, but... Okay, let me rephrase. Would you rather lose in a drawn grand final, or lose by 100 points in a grand final? I would rather lose in a drawn grand final. Really? Yeah, because I've seen Collingwood lose in a close grand final and it was much better than seeing Collingwood lose in a greater winning margin grand final. When was that? 2018. 2011, we lost by quite a bit in the end. Oh, really? Also, uh, 2002 and three. We, in 2003, we lost by a lot. And that was sad. Right. Okay, would you rather be drafted to North Melbourne Oof. or be drafted to the Gold Coast Suns? Uh, North. Okay. Would you rather would you rather have the body and face of Christian Petrarca but the personality of Eddie Maguire or <laughs> have the personality of Max Gorn but the body of Clayton Oliver? No, that's mean. I'm not calling Clayton Oliver ugly. I think Clayton Oliver's pretty ugly. I love Luke. You know what? Luke Jackson's actually my favourite player in the AFL. In the AFL, more than Port players. Uh, No, obviously not including Port. In the AFL, outside of Port. The AFL encompasses everyone but your team. I just freaking love him. He's such a bloody all-Aussie legend. Yeah, he's cool. I want to make that photo of him doing the shuckers with with missing both his front teeth, my phone background. (laughs) Okay, would you rather... The tooth thing actually made me pretty uncomfortable. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I showed you that photo a lot of times. <laughs> I was like going around showing everyone like it was my son. <laughs> okay, would you rather have to wear like an Angus Brayshaw helmet every day of your life? Or um, Benny Brown, Benny Brown, Benny Brown, sneak it to... Oh. Um, yeah, would you rather have to wear the helmet or would you rather have no front teeth? Uh, have no front teeth. You'd rather that? Yeah. Than have to wear the helmet? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Can you talk me through that decision? I don't want to have to wear a helmet all the time. But you'd rather have no front teeth. You just said how uncomfortable it made you when someone else had no front teeth. Yeah, not because of the way it looked, because of the blood in his mouth and because it right. was like an untreated no front teeth scenario. So <laughs> it was like anything could presumably happen. Presumably really yeah. painful, a yeah, fresh the nerve wound. Dangling, yeah. yeah, but he looked pretty happy. But no, I wouldn't like to wear a helmet every day of my life. Even like the last few days, it being a bit hotter and wearing a mask at work, I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna fucking pass out from the heat. Yeah. And I know I'm being very dramatic, but I'm feeling it. No. And a helmet, I presume, would. Bring in the yeah, same results. Yeah, claustrophobia. Max gone again. Oh. And also you have helmet hair all the time. Yeah, but you never take it off, is my point. Yeah. Look at Max Gorn. I feel like I could make myself feel more beautiful with no teeth than I could with a helmet. Oh, is he? You'd be beautiful even if you had no teeth and a helmet. <laughs> okay, you do one for me now. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. <laughs> but I appreciate it. <laughs> um... Okay, new one. Fuck, marry, kill. Oh, okay, I like this better. Nathan Buckley. Who? Don't Robert Harvey. Oh, okay. And Jack McRae's dad. Craig McRae. Yeah. That's incredibly easy. That actually couldn't be easier. Oh, okay. Marry Robert Harvey, fuck Craig McRae, kill Nathan Buckley. Yeah, that makes sense. Now that you've said it, it makes sense. It couldn't have been easier. Just fucking test me for once, why don't you? Um, who's this laying out for goal now in this Melbourne supporter? This, the okay. game's really slowed down this quarter. Fuck, Mary kill. David Broden. 
Razor Ray, and the guy that Toby Green. Again, another incredibly easy one. Knifed in the throat the other week. Another incredibly easy one. Marry David Roden, kill Razor Ray, fuck Max Stevic. Yeah, okay. Also, earlier tonight I found out that Ray Chamberlain actually umpiring is merely his side gig. He's a mortgage broker for Chamberlain and Co. in Melbourne. Imagine you rock up to your home loan appointment and it's Razor Ray. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, I'm fucking out of here. Okay, I'll do one for you. Um, okay, fuck Mary Kill, Gary Lyon, Nick Revolt, Jonathan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill Gary Lyon straight off the bat. Obviously. Probably marry Nick. Yeah. Oh, but then. Ugh. And fuck Jonathan Brown. Yeah, it's just the one. Yeah, that's just it's just the ones. Yeah, just close your eyes. Whisper and wait for it to be over. Whisper, grab all these toes <laughs> in my ear. <laughs> oh, here we go. John might get a goal. Oh, even Jeremy Cameron can't hold on to it. That really sums it up, doesn't it? But annoyingly, neither team are now scoring. I know. Now it's just this is this is this has been the most boring quarter of football I've ever seen in my whole life because there's zero stakes, but there's also zero action. Yeah, and it is it is saddening to see like there's been a few instances where it's like Geelong, you really should have kicked that goal, and they just can't do it because they're just so defeated inside. Okay, here's one for you. Fuck Mary Kill, Darcy Moore. <gasps> Brody Grundy, <gasps> Braden Maynard. It's really hard. I know. I'm trying to test you. I'll probably kill Braden. Oh my god! Look, what what's happened to my Max Corn? He's just getting a massage. Because he's worked so damn hard. Oh, he really spat that. He just water bought, out, it was like vomit. Like, <laughs> it was, really it was like foul. thick and it was like thick and white. He got caught in his fake beard. He just did like a baby vomit <laughs> on the. Um. Okay. Go on. That's go. a secret. He's on a strict baby formula. <laughs> um. All right, Brayden Maynard's got to go. Kill Brayden, fuck Brody, and marry Darcy. I think that's the perfect answer, Rose. You yeah. passed the test. Well done. Thank you. Okay, do another one for me. All right, I'll do a, I'll do a similar no. trope for you. What? Don't do Port. It's too hard. Fuck Mary Kill. Zach Butters. I, I, I want to point out at this point, Zach Butters is 19, so that is going to play a factor here. Okay. He's automatically a marry. What? He's automatically a married. I thought you were gonna. So what factor is his age playing? If you're, I would and he's automatically just... marrying him just by <laughs> nineteen and clearly not ready to settle down. <laughs> I just mean he's not, and maybe maybe it's less about his age and more about his temperament, which is just that he's just a sweetie patootie. Yeah, he's okay. not a he's not going in like no matter my love for him, like he's never going in the fuck category. Travis Boke. Uh huh. And Sean Burgoyne. Oh. Yeah. Real. Wild card at the end there. I love that you've lumped him in with the Port people now. Well, he's, he's back. back. Port's back. Sean's home. Sean's come home. Oh, Tom Hawkins misses. That really says a lot about this this evening. The crumbling dynasty falls at our feet. They, they really are um, leaning into that Voldemort analogy from earlier. Mm. Uh, uh, What's it going to be, Aaron? Someone's got to die. I know. I'm just really torn between who I want to die. Why is this so hard for you when you were, like, sending Lockie Neal to his death in a plane and Max <laughs> Gorn is a paraplegic not moments ago? It's different. It's just different, isn't it? I don't know. I, I pass. I played the fifth. Oh. I played the fifth. Because I want to... I don't want to kill Sean. I just don't. But I also don't want to marry Sean because <laughs> he's already got four kids and that's a lot of work. I don't want to be a stepmother to four beautiful children. I'd kill Bogue. Oh, God, put us out of our misery. End this game. I'd kill both fuck butters, marry Sean. Wow, okay. Tell us how you really feel. I have. What else do we used to do on this podcast? What's your bone to kick? Um, my bone to kick is the commentary team for tonight. I'm bitterly disappointed and really annoyed about it. Fair enough. Um, and I don't know why it's happened. And is this going to be the same scenario tomorrow night? Probably. It's very frustrating to listen to. Um, I've been upset. My bone to kick is the fact that, the, of the again, I'm going to bring it back to the narrative, as I always do. The narrative that's been constructed around the Bulldogs and their adversity and, like, going into the final, everyone's going to be like, everything was stacked against them, they've been on the run, they've had these injuries, but they did it anyway. And it's like, no. Well, they're the only that's team left from mean. the bottom four. Yeah, but it's like they were only in the bottom four for 13 seconds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I just mean it makes their finals run more difficult. I'm, yeah, but like 
it's just annoying because like no one ever it's just the classic it's annoying because like, porter playing them no but that's not what i'm saying i'm saying about the way that the media like talks about them and frames them which is so different from how the general public views them yeah i get it but how boring if it was just the top four but they basically are the top four i know but like I they're think, not that but this is what but I'm i saying. think people are trying to sell it let me say People are trying to sell it like they're the same underdogs they were in 2016, which is they're clearly not. Yeah. And we need to recognise that, that they're not. Mm. So stop telling it that they are, you know? Yeah. Cozzy Pickett! And that's it. Oh, he's got it. What a happy And that's young the game. <laughs> yes, that goal. <laughs> and Geelong really, really just away. can't come back from here. Once you're down 13 goals, oh, Max Gorn's just laughing on the sidelines. Look at him taking it all in. <laughs> he's, re- he's he's just he's sitting in the aura of his life. He looks like he's at the. He I just had a flash of him the way he was clapping in such an upright posture then of him as like the Duke of Russia at a yeah, opera yeah, like yeah. the nineteen hundreds. Wow, they're like really happy. I mean, as you would be. But <laughs> wow, why why are they so happy with themselves? It's just nice to see. It's nice to see them get around each other. Yeah. And I like that when they did the the national anthem at the start, they were like really hugging each other. Oh, I didn't see the anthem. It was nice because Geelong did that classic Crows thing where they all try and stand far apart and look intimidating. And Melbourne were like brothers in arms vibes. Yeah. Yeah, the intimidation thing is confusing and strange. I can't see why it would work because obviously you're already intimidating. You're a team of really fit and powerful physically powerful men that are yeah. about to try and attack me for three hours they just showed a picture of the interchange fence with max gone christian petrarca clayton oliver on it all just like patting each other on the legs and smiling and i was like that's a postcard that's a moment in his- <laughs> that's a moment in history that's a tableau it's like when you go into a museum and it's got the ancient greek tableau they're going to recreate that same image and bailey fritch with another goal mark mark for goal What's a standout preliminary final for you that didn't involve Port Adelaide? Um, I can't think of a single one that didn't involve Port Adelaide and they're all heartbreakers or nail biters. 2004, 2007 and... Well, this is just not the question. 2014 and 2020. Well, I mean because you were saying this is a postcard moment. And I remember a lot of preliminary finals, but I was asking... Um, The the Bulldogs GWS one is... That was my answer too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Must have been a good prelim. It was, yeah. Mm. It's got, I want them to get to 100 points. And like now. they just beat Hawthorne in the semi final. So it was like, yeah. Whole thing. And I was and at it like felt a like... weird fancy birthday party, ran into you on a date what? with the man with the. You ran into me with, on a, with a date? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Were you there? I just remember yeah. seeing other people that we went to school with and being like, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> was that the night of the final? But then why would I have been no, on that No, I'm complaining no, that, that venue no. with two other places. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have been wandering the streets of Norwood on a date that evening. It was the same venue where you were, yeah. yeah. But then we were both at the same birthday party. I, and I think as well, as well the reason that one was so memorable was because that was an era where it was like so dominated by like the great clubs, like the Hawthorne, the Geelong and the Sydney. It felt like the first time there was an iconic game that didn't involve any of those, or at least in my memory, in hindsight, that's how I remember yeah. it. Yeah. And it was a really like repetitive thing of like the Western teams would do really good, but then they'd yeah. come over to Melbourne and they they couldn't play outside of Perth. Yeah. Like when they were playing at Subiaco. So when the Bulldogs beat West Coast in the elimination final, it was like, oh my god. I also remember another one involving Crows where I think they lost or won by four points. Also, I obviously don't remember it that well if I don't remember whether they won or lost, but I but remember it was like, it was, like a a, it was a real last minute like Taylor Walker had a kick. Mm-hmm. That might have been 2017 when they, like, before. I don't know, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I, I struggle. I've, all my memories of prelim finals are just like really devastating poor ones or really stressful poor ones. <laughs> Three minutes left. 92 points? 98 points? 88. 80, 88 points. Why doesn't Simon Goodwin look happy? Yeah, he looks really worried. He looks really worried. It's like, maybe he's reading the score lines the wrong way around or something. There's <laughs> no reason for him to look that unhappy. Or maybe he's just trying to, you know, save face and not look cocky. Yeah, trying to look casual until the final. Or trying to be respectful of Chris Scott. 
Imagine if until this, and he looks like this till the siren goes and then he spits in Chris Scott's face afterwards. Wow. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Why is Mike Scorn still on the bench? Get him out there so he can kick another bag. They're probably just resting him. I know, but I want him to kick a bag. <laughs> Where's my bag? They've literally got Oliver Petrarca and Gorn on the bench for the last 10 minutes of the game. That, you know, that's uh, a telling. And you wouldn't even know it either know. based on what we're seeing in front of us. Wow, um, Melbourne in the grand final. It feels pretty good. I'm I've never happy. seen Melbourne in a grand final. No. Yeah. Last one was the year 2000. I'm really happy that Melbourne are in the GF because I feel like even now if Port lose, I'll have someone that I'm genuinely going for. I really want them to win by 100 points. I know. They're nine points off. So get Max right. Gorn back on and get him to kick another two. God, I hate the warm weather. I've been attacked by mosquitoes all evening. All right, well, a minute 53 left. Time moves at a snail's pace these days. Jeremy Cameron's going to kick a goal. He played on. I thought he was about to not get involved then. Don't even bother clapping each other's hands. No, you have to. They kicked their first goal of the second half with a minute and a half to go in the yeah, game. Yeah, that's lucky they kicked that. That's hard. That's hard. This is a hard loss. Do you know what? I take back what I said before where I was like, suck at Geelong. Because I, you know what? I'm an empathetic person and I know how this feels. Yeah, like it feels good. And I've lived with this at feeling the of shame. Of the run in the third quarter. Yeah. Quarters, I, then and then at the end of the game, they humanise them by zooming in on them in their private yeah. moments. And, like, I've lived with the shame of, of the big loss in a final for 14 years, and I still deal with it daily. At lunchtime at work, people always bring it up. <laughs> for some reason, it, it comes up, <laughs> I would say, on average in my life since that day, it's come up on average once a week. So it's like, I don't want to wish that on anyone else. So I feel, I feel for you, Geelong, I do. But ultimately, I'm happy for this outcome for Melbourne's sake. Well, energy levels are low in here. Who yeah. are we, Geelong Cats? I know, this is like the opposite of the last two pods we've recorded. Well, what do you think? Let's, let's do predictions. One, what do you think is going to be the outcome of tomorrow night? And two, what do you think the outcome of the grand final is going to be? Tomorrow night, I think that if it's raining, the Bulldogs will win. And if no. But I don't say that with any level of confidence. It's just a, oh. a wager. Do you really think that? Oh no, I don't want to go. I think both teams are, have a good chance. And then what about the grand final? And then the grand final, uh, I think it depends on Melbourne's... I think a lot of it actually depends on Stephen May. Because losing at all is just really hard to replace. Yeah. Maybe I don't think it hit, like it's all comes down to him, but I think if he is injured, it's, it's a big disadvantage for them. It's like if Aaliyah yeah. got injured. Um, and I don't know who's going to win the grand final, because I don't know who's in the grand final, baby girl. Siren's about to go. We're about to find out who at least one of them is. Let's watch these beautiful celebrations. They're going to zoom in on Max Gorn's face instantly, I'm telling you. But no, I don't think you should have your defences up as a port. See, look, Siren goes, they zoom in on Max. They did. I've got my defences up. That's a huge bench. And they're not not celebrating as much as I thought they would be. I thought they'd be like jumping all over each other. Well, they were kind of celebrating through the quarter. Yeah, that's true. It would be, now they've been ahead for so long, it would be crazy to be like, whoa, we did it. Oh, Bailey Fritch looks so happy. <laughs> Keep your eye on the red. Who the hell is that man? I quite like the Melbourne song. But do you I know don't what? like the Melbourne song because it, um, it's the New Year's Eve song that's always in like shit scenes in American movies. No, it's in the best scene of all time when Harry met Sally. When they get together at the end of the movie. Wow. Because it's it's know. the it's the in, it's actually the impetus for Harry and Sally getting together because they're like they're looking into each other's eyes, they're smiling, they're about to kiss and realise they love for each other. And they're like, what does this song even mean? Yeah, it's ringing a bell. Yeah. I think you've seen it more times than I have. I, I would say it's highly likely. Yeah. I've seen it a lot of times. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to fucking go watch the movie right now. It's so good. Nice. Oh, Christian Petrarca. He is just, I hate to leave it on this note, but he's just so hot. I know it's not what it's about. And Melbourne are in a grand final and it's history in the making and all that. But just, god damn little cage like they're interviewing Max Gorn he just said they've been in a little cage for two weeks in hotel quarantine yeah I don't know but just because I know they're friends but it's like his voice sounds the same as Hamish Blake it really does doesn't it I've thought the same thing and now I feel like they look like brothers they, they do I actually completely agree with everything you're saying and now I'm sure that it is Hamish Blake with a fake beard and a bald cap <laughs> if, if Max Gorn is the Hamish Blake of the Melbourne Football Club who's the Andy Lee um, I've got an idea in my head. I want to see if you say the same thing. 
are you going to say Petrarca? Because no. of the hair, no. the soft wavy hair? No. I was going to say Luke Jackson because of the soft wavy hair. And it's longer hair and it's tall. Yeah, but Luke Jackson seems like more of a rat bag than Andy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess I guess Andy's a rat bag. He's a famous prankster. Yeah, but but he seems like more he, of a. He's also got the dude. straight man energy. Yeah. Which I oh look at them all. They're all hugging. We were at the grand final. Oh, I love sport. Oh my god, I'm so nervous for tomorrow. I can't cope. <gasps> Nathan Jones. Well, he's really holding himself together. So I need to, I need to confirm: Is Nathan Jones injured or has he been dropped? Currently, yeah. I don't know, but both are true for the season. Right. I he just, got dropped a lot during the season. And he, like, he's not the captain anymore. Yeah. Is that what Jack Barney's voice sounds like? That makes him... So much less attractive. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> no longer, he's no longer even like a dot on my radar. <laughs> I can't, I just want to hear him talk again. Ollie Wines would never love a man with a voice No, do you know what? That's why Ollie Wines loves him so much for exactly who he is. And that's why it's the greatest love story ever told. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to go watch the second greatest love story ever told, which is when Harry met Sally. Do you have anything else to add for the pod? Um, who do you think is going to win the grand final? Oh, oh, you think Melbourne. Yeah, I think no matter who wins tomorrow, I don't see anyone beating Melbourne. And I'm okay with that. I've made my peace with that. Anything can happen on the day. Anything can happen on the day. Oh, oh. I just put her in it. Oh. Or do you want it to happen or not? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I was thinking maybe we should do a season and review episode next week while there's a pre fun GF buy. Okay. Could bring some you know fun games, some fun activities to the table, get Statman back in the mix, mm-hmm. find a job for James, <laughs> bring everyone on in. So uh, don't forget to tune in next week. Real men out there. We'll be back better than ever. Jack Lever's got a normal Whoa. voice. It's pretty low. If he combined his voice with Jack Viney's, they both have normal voices. They should swap. They should swap his voice voices. It sounds like he's speaking too clearly. Like, woof, 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 woof. Anyway. That's all I hear. Oh, Max Gorn's. Oh, Max Gorn is absolutely lapping it up. But do you know what? I really like him because and I so remember he should. when he was on the Dylan Friends podcast, he was basically talking about like being an emotional leader and like back in the day and he was like even when I first started like you'd come into a club and the young kids would be like you've got to treat the older players with respect it was like that kind of like initiation hazing like the younger players just got treated like shit yeah and he was like what sort of impression does that leave and like that sense of fear and like he's like it's such a vulnerable time and like what and then he was like no like I want to make sure that the like younger players feel safe in our football club and I was like I Respect that emotional intelligence of you so much, Max Gorn. And that's why no matter what he does, I'll respect him. And also, I know that Hamish Blake's a good guy. And if Hamish Blake thinks he's a good guy, then I, tr- you know, I can't, can't disagree with Hamish. Okay. Fair enough. All right. End of, end of episode. Um, okay. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Calm the pair. <laughs>